Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Amen. I just bless the Lord this morning for what he's doing and what he's doing in our midst. I'm so encouraged in my walk. I'm encouraged by what God is doing in our midst. Bishop and I went to a, a prayer service Friday night. And let me back up. Last Sunday, uh, Pastor Ray was here. She spoke for us and God really used her, encouraged us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. And th- that Friday, I mean, Sunday evening, she called and she gave us a word that the Lord had spoken. And so encouraging. And we really blessed the Lord for what he said. Not only for what he said he was going to do um, in the church, but what he's doing in our lives also. And we're so great. We were so grateful, so encouraged. And Friday night, Bishop and I, we went to uh, 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 um, a prayer service, a prayer revival. And and <laughs> this, the Lord used a woman of God that night to say the same things. You know, it's something when, in, when you read in the Bible and you find things where Jesus said, where, where the words, where Jesus sometimes said, verily, verily. Sometimes he'll say, verily, I speak. But then there are times when he says, verily, verily. He'll say the same thing two times, which means I sure enough want you to hear what it is that I'm saying this time. Amen. So we're so encouraged today, and I'm just so grateful for what God is doing. I'm grateful for the people of God who God has here, those of you who have have been so faithful in the work and have a heart to want to serve the Lord, not only to serve the Lord, but how do we serve the Lord? By serving people. We love God and we love people. And to those of you who are online, we bless the Lord for you also. Thank God for you today. Thank God for you. You're back again this week, many of you. And whenever you're hearing this message, we really appreciate God for you today. Amen. 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 I want to go into the word. I, I trust not to be too long. Praise the Lord. But there is a word that the Lord really has been has dropped in my spirit. I've been before the Lord really asking, what is it that you want to say? What is it that you want to say this morning? Amen. And the word, uh, um, let's, let, let me just, let's go to, first of all, let's go to Deuteronomy, the second chapter, the first through the third verses. Deuteron- Deuteronomy, the second chapter, the first through the third verses. And when you have it, say amen. Amen. <clears throat> it says this. Then we turned and took our journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spake unto me, and we come past Mount Seir many days. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, Ye have come past this mountain long enough. Turn you northward. You have come past this mountain long enough. Turn you northward. <laughs> I, I, I kind of shifted back and forth, or, or, or I should say vacillated back and forth with reference to the title of this message. And I think I, I titled it, I entitled it, I first, when I first started working on it, 
put it in and I did all the graphics and everything for that message. And then I changed it again. I changed it. Then I, I went to Bishop. I said, Bishop, this is this and this is this. This is what I want to say. And this is what I said. What you th which, which title do you think? I didn't tell him what I was going to teach him. I just told him which title sounds, but he knew what I was going to teach him. He said, um, well, it depends on how you want to go. I said, you, you're not no help this morning. You know, this was last night. You do this not any help. So I went back and I said, okay. So, I, okay, Lord, what is it that you want me to say? So as the message was really unfolding and, and, and it's been in my spirit, of, you know, just for a few days. And I, 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 I entitled it one thing and then... And then last night, I mean this morning when I woke up, I woke up with an all-new title in my spirit. So this morning we're going to talk about God is in the shift. God is in the shift. And what does it mean to have a, a divine experience or a divine shift? A divine shift. I like how Pastor Denise uh, McGinnis Brown said it. She said a divine shift is a supernatural move from one place to another. She said it's a slight change in position or direction. Or it's a supernatural act of putting one thing in place of another or changing the place of a person or thing. Father, we bless you this morning. We need you this morning. We thank you. We hear, We know, we know, we know you're here and we bless you for coming. And a lot of times we can be going in one direction. We can be going in one direction. But it comes a point where we have to make a shift. Where we have to make a shift. And, then, and, and how is it that we know? That God is the one who's doing the shifting. A lot of times we can just be going along and along and along. But how do we know that it's God who's doing the shifting? A lot of times you know that it's time for a shift when you're no longer comfortable. How many of you have no longer been comfortable with what's going on around you? You have a deep longing for more than what you're experiencing from God. Is there anybody here who want more from God? Is there anybody here who want to go deeper in him and you want to go higher in him? You know there's more. You know that there's more than what you have now. Amen. You no longer feel that you have everything under control is another way that you know. It's like sometimes we feel like the whole bottom is falling out. And everything in life come, is coming at you from all sides. You know, and you could have been going along very smoothly. But now all of a sudden, look like everything is shifting. And you're not sure what to do, which way to go. Should I, as you said, do I G or do I haul? Do I go to the left or do I go to the right? But all I know is I need some help. I don't know if you remember the song. Remember the song? You remember the song long, long time ago? It says, You got to move. You got to. Jamaican may not know this one. But, but you got that one. Y'all remember that? And when the Lord gets ready, you got to do what? You got to move. And God is shifting us. He's shifting in our individual lives, He's shifting us. And it's time for us to move. Pastor McGinnis Brown further said, a divine shift will cause a supernatural advancement 
and or upgrade in our spiritual, our mental, emotional, physical, financial, career, character, and or our conduct. When God moves, things happen. Amen. The book of Deuteronomy is basically Moses telling his story of how they came from Egypt, how God brought them out by a mighty hand. But Moses is here. He realizes that his time is almost up. He realized, just, just, just imagine, just imagine. I want you to really think about it. Think about Moses now. God had brought him from way back here. He, he was out there minding his business in the desert. Amen. You're being distracting, baby. You, you, minding his business in the desert. And what he's now doing, God is telling him, he's telling him to go down to Pharaoh. He's raised in Pharaoh's house. Didn't, wasn't raised by his mama. But go down to Pharaoh's house and tell Pharaoh, the king now, let my people go. All right, but Moses. Now we know we know the story. Some of y'all probably, I'm sure you know it better than I. But what you, what he's done now? God has chosen this man. He's prepared this man to come to lead a people, a whole nation of people, out of bondage. He sacrificed. His family turned against him. He had a sister. Miriam turned against him. Aaron on the way was supposed to be, he went up to talk to God. Aaron down there leading the people into idolatry, forming a calf. And the, so much, so much he, this man suffered and endured for the sake of these people. He had a face-to-face, -face, as it were, as it were. He couldn't see God face-to-face, -face, but God even said, he said, well, Lord, I want to see you. And what God told him, I can't show you my face. You can't see my face and live. But there is a place over by me. And he said, I'm going to put you there in the cleft of the rock. And as I put you there, when I walk by you, I'm going to let you see my hind parts. And it was so strong. The glory of the Lord was so strong that what he did, Moses' face was shining so that the people couldn't even stand to see him. He had to put a veil over it. He had had a shift in his life that took him to a glorious experience with God. But just because you have experienced God does not mean that that's, that you've made it. Moses, in spite of what he had suffered for the people, in spite of what he had gone through in his own life, what his wife talked about him, all, so much, read the story, so much that he had gone through, he still... He's still at a place called Kadesh Barnea. Got upset with the people. He got upset with the people. And when they wanted, they started complaining and, and grumbling and mumbling. And they wanted water. And so Mo, God told Moses to strike the rock and he smote it. And he got, because of his disobedience, he was not able to go into the promised land. But I want us to look at this. So here we know Moses. Knowing there is a land filled with milk and honey. Mm -hmm. 
knowing their grapes, that where the clusters of grapes are so big, it takes two people to handle them, two men to carry them on the shoulders, and knowing this is a place that God had prepared for the nation of Israel, but yet God told him, you can't go in. Just imagine how Moses must have felt. Imagine how Moses must have felt. Because here he is now. Here he is. If you look at the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is now telling the people who were still alive. Because remember also, those who were under the age of 20, when he came out, over, I should say over the age of 20, when they came out of Egypt, all those people here had wandered in the desert. All, as they were wandering in the desert, they died. So now Moses is bringing these young folks, these young folks up and telling him, he's reminding him. And look at that book of Deuteronomy. Look, and in, and in, anyway, uh, look at that book of Deuteronomy. Because there you see Moses reminding them how God brought them out. He's schooling and sharing with these young folks. Because he's preparing them for war. Just because God said the, 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 the promised land was there did not mean they were just going to automatically come in. They were going to have to fight. They were going to have to fight. Mm. So now we look at here in Deuteronomy. The, third, the second chapter. This is after these people, the children of Israel, after they had gone, after they had gone around so much and because of their disobedience and after God brought them out and when, when, the, when Moses had sent spies over to the land and, and they came back with the report about the grapes and how milk and honey, they came back with this wonderful report. But two of the 12 spies only believed what God had said they were going to be able to do. So because they didn't believe, not only did they not believe, but they decided, look at, look at the people. We as people, we've got to be so careful when it comes down to the things of God. God, they saw how God had brought them out of Egypt. They saw the mighty hand, things that he had done. They saw the Red Sea part and they come over on dry land. Now, when Moses sends the spies out and they come out and say, but there are giants over there. But there are giants over there. And I think we need to go back into Egypt. Contrary to what God had said they were going to do. So what God said, okay, that's when he judged them. He said, all right, y'all not going to go in. Y'all don't want to go, you won't go. We got to be careful sometimes what we say to God. Because sometimes he gives us what we say. Amen. If he gives us what, what we say, sometimes we can get in some real trouble. All right. So now here we are. Moses is telling the people. Then in, in Deuteronomy 2, 1, he said, then we turned. This is a, he's talking to a group of people who had wandered in a wilderness called Kadesh Barnea for almost 40 years. They wandered in this wilderness. They went around. What would have been an 11 days journey took them almost 40 years. Just imagine doing this. This is kind of close. Going around like this. And, 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 and the thing about it, 
God was doing the leading. Mm -hmm. They were being led by a pillar of cloud by day. And the pillar of fire by night, God was leading them. And what was God doing? Leading them in a circle. He was leading them. Hold on, please. Thank you. He was leading them in a circle. To this one fell. And this one dropped. And they buried that one. Forty years. Almost 40 years. A lot of y'all not even 40 years old. 40 years, he led them through the same wilderness. They went up one side of it and down the other. And you know the sad, sad, sad part of this? This wilderness, the wilderness of Kadesh Barnea, let's say this is the promised land right here. It was on the border of the wilderness. It was just right there. Uh -huh. But what God would do is lead them by the, the promised land. And for 40 years, they went in a circle. Almost 40. They went in a circle. God had promised them that this is what was going to happen. That mm -hmm. he was going to bring them into the promised land. God promised them this. He promised Abraham. And now, here they are, going around and around. The same thing for almost 40 years. I like how David Guzik said it. He said the journey from Mount Horeb to Kadesh Barnea would have taken only 11 days. It took them 11 days to get from here to here. No, let me do it this way. It would have taken them 11 days to get from here to the promised land. Mm -hmm. But what God did, so when he turned them away from it, it took them 40 years to get back. What would have been an 11-day journey mm -hmm. took 40 years. That's a lot of going around. And the thing is, God led them. I want us to see that. It was God who led them. <laughs> they were right at the entrance of the promised land. They were there. Because remember, <clears throat> this border, this is the border. That's the promised land. This is Kadesh Barnea. They were there. And because the hearts weren't right towards God, remember he was still leading them. He had led them to this place. But because of the heart, he shifted them. And they went in another direction. My God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Kadesh Barnea which is called the desert of wandering. It's called the desert of wandering. But even in the midst of that desert, and there are almost 40 years of wandering, God still didn't abandon them. Number one, he was leading them. If they got hungry, he fed them. If they got thirsty, he fed them. If they, if they needed light in the, at night to travel, 
He, he provided a, a pillar of fire so they light their way. If they needed a cloud in the daytime, if it was hot, he gave them a cloud over them. He led them. He was with them the whole way. But just imagine, though, just imagine knowing that God, Brother Gary, had promised me this. Now, I buried my mama. I buried my daddy. I buried my older brother. All right? I buried them out here in the wilderness. Because I was only 20. Let's say I was 20 when we left. No, I was 18. I better say I'm 18. Make sure I got in there. I was 18 when I left. All right? So now, if I'm 18 here, so I'm getting older. And along the way, I've had to bury my mama, my daddy, my, my older brothers, maybe my older sisters, my, my cousins, all these people, all out here. And I'm walking around near what God has told me to do. But God is still with me. God is still with me. Regardless of when, whatever we're going through, God is still with us. I need to say that again. God is still with us. If God had been mad with the whole children, all of the children of Israel, none of them would have survived. God is a promise keeper. If God makes a promise, he keeps his word. No matter what happens along the route, God is a promise keeper. Let me go on. I need to go on here. God, let me hear, Lord. If we go, mm, even though the children of Israel didn't trust him, God never left him, left them. When they were, in, when they were walking around, he was in the shift. God was in the shift. He said in Hebrews 13, 5, he said, let your conversations be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake you. God's always with us. There's something that we, we've been talking about in Bible study. I try to say it almost every single week in the ladies Bible study. God is not mad at us. Tell yourself, God not mad at me. Let me tell you, if God was mad at you, the earth would fall, would open up and swallow you. Remember, go look in the Old Testament. Some things that happened to some people that God, where His wiggy moved on them inside of His wrath. But as long as God is still talking to us, He's not through with us. Now. After all those who rebelled had died out, Moses in, in Deuteronomy, the second chapter, the third chapter, and the third verse tells us that the Lord spoke to him and said, what? Ye have come past this mountain long enough. Turn and go northward. Now, remember. This is the promised land. It was just north. Of the wilderness of Kadesh Barnea, just north. So, and, and this shows you too, God knows where we are. He didn't tell him to keep going to the, he didn't tell him to go to the east. He didn't tell him to go to the west. He said go north. 
because what he had planned, he knew where you, he, he knew where they were. God doesn't lose directions. Mm-hmm. He's very wise. He knew that they need to now leave Kadesh Barnea down here and do what? Go north. So here he tells them, you've gone around this mountain long enough. Now it's time to go north. And even though they had wandered there for all those years, you never ever read, at least I've never ever read, where they got stuck, they went back and got stuck there again. Because when the Lord moves us and when the Lord shifts us, God will shift us into our God-given destiny. And that's what he did for the children of Israel. When he moved them northward, he moved them into the place of promise. It's time for us to shift. Tell yourself, it's time for me to shift. For many of us, the shift is necessary, but we can't forget that God is in the shift. When things go like topsy-turvy or when life comes at us or when we don't feel like it, God is with us in the shift. Some of us, some of us, and we need to say, I have been going around this same mountain long enough. Many of us have been going by the same mountain long enough. And, and it's to the place, and, and I have been guilty of this. It's to the place where some of us, or some of the saints of God, maybe you online, we don't even expect God to move anymore. We don't even expect God. We, we believe that God will hear me if I pray for you. But we're having problems believing that God hears me if I pray for me. So consequently, we don't expect our expectations of the Lord are not what they used to be. Things in life has happened. Life has lifed us. We, 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 got, we had got some hard blows in life and we've lost our expectation. Of the Lord. And. It can be like. And and I'm going to say to those of us. Who are more seasoned. Brother Jimmy. That a lot of times. What we will do. I want to talk about y'all. Let me talk about me. Let me talk about me. Y'all may not be here. But where I have been in the past. And thank God for freedom. I and this hadn't been that long ago. That the Lord had to really deal with me. Concerning this. When I've reached. This age where I am now. Y'all know I'm 70. So when I have reached this age, I'm saying that, well, I can't do as much as I used to do. I can't go as much as I used to go. I need to stop and rest more than I used to. And so I pretty much, if the Lord told me to do something, I'd do it. But I didn't really expect him to do great and mighty things through my life. I would obey him, but the expectation that I had of him was gone. Are we understanding? Because I, I told myself, I, I would say, well, you know, your age now, you, you just, you only promised this much, 70, and that's what they told, you know, that's what they said, the scripture say. 
only problem is 70 years. And so if it's the 70 years is almost up, is, is up now. So you can go anytime now. You can tell, you can tell the Lord, thank you. And the more I thought like that, the, more, the sicker I would feel. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The more I thought like that, the sicker I would feel. I would get to the place where, I had gotten to the place too where I would no longer expect that every day would be a good day. When I wake up in the morning, I'd look to see what was wrong with me. If you understand what I'm saying, what's hurting today? And so if I expect it, it will come. The Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. When I got sick a, few, a couple months ago, last couple months ago, I remember, and I remember this distinctly, I woke up one day, because there were some days I really didn't think I was going to make it, church. And that's the serious truth. I woke up one day and started declaring, I am not dying today. I started talking to my own self. See, because if we don't start declaring what God has said and what the word is saying, and believing what God is saying, we'll sit right here and keep compassing our mountain. Some of us too, we become complacent inside of our walk with the Lord. We come to church. We come to church sometime. But it's so easy to watch it online. I, I, I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about y'all. Let, let me tell you about me. When we were home and not in church at first, when COVID first came, when we were home and not in church, and the days that Bishop had to preach, y'all think I got up and got dressed at 10 o'clock? I would, I would watch it online, say amen to the word. But the, be honest, honest, honest with you. If something was going on and if I needed to turn the pot on or do this over here, put some clothes in the dryer, was I as focused? No. Because I was easily distracted by things I felt I needed to do. Are we understanding? I couldn't do so much do the things in the kitchen because that's the area where the dining area, where we were broadcasting from. But still, I'm not, I, I'm talking about me. So I had to get to the place to shake my, I was all right the days I had to speak. But then, I can't tell y'all all of that. But I had to really get a hold of myself. I really did. Because it was too easy. Was I taking notes? Was I really plugged into the word? If I'm home and I'm watching it online, am I really as plugged in as I would be here in the sanctuary? Am I looking for what? And there are days, yes, I'm not saying I was never plugged in. That's not what it is. But I'm saying it was so easy to be distracted. Sometime when we, and when we first came back to church, it, it, and I'm going to be honest, to, oh God, I got to get up now and get dressed on a Sunday morning. And go to church. It's easy. Flesh, it becomes easy for flesh not to do what God, do the things of God. 
can I get an amen? Anybody? Am I the only one who's been there? It becomes easy. And especially, let me say it this way. It's easy for me to make excuses for flesh. Well, you know, I had a long day yesterday. I had a long day. Well, you know, last night I didn't go to bed until, and this is for real, I didn't get in bed, got in bed about 2 o'clock, and then couldn't go to sleep to about 3. All right? And then I'm up at 7. Okay, so now it was after 3, and when I finally drove, doze off to sleep. But yet, you still come to do what it is that God is calling us to do. Amen. We've gotten at ease. Is our drive for the things of God what they used to be? Is it what it used to be? And what we need to look at, this is it here. In some things, we're doing this. We in our life and in our walk with the Lord, in our spirit life, we're doing this. We're walking around the same mountain. We're losing the same battles. When the enemy comes, we're losing the same battles. When he brings a suggestion, we start thinking it. We think what the enemy says. When the enemy says you're going to die, we start thinking it. Because we have, it's time for us to shift. God is calling us up higher. He's calling us deeper. There is a world out here who needs what we have. People are hurting. The words that God has put, not even necessarily what we've necessarily preached here, but there are things that God has spoken to every one of you, every one of us, in our own walk. And he's now saying it's time for those words to come forth. People need what we have. People, let me say it again. People need what we have. It's dark out there. There are people who are hurting. Have you ever just smiled and say? Good morning to somebody and just look, lift their face up. We don't see that as ministry. We think ministry is this. So that means I'm a minister twice a month for an hour. Maybe. That's not what ministry, ministry is our lifestyle. God want, is shifting us. To another place in him. So that when we get up in the morning. We get up knowing who we are in him. We get up in the morning. When we get up. When we go to work. We're knowing that everywhere I am. God is with me. We get up knowing I am the righteousness of God in the earth. But how do we get there? How do we get there? We've got to stop entertaining the thoughts that don't align, that don't line up with the word of God. Bishop said something sometime of, he said, just because something is a thought don't mean you have to think it. I said that, okay, but that was profound. 
Because the enemy brings suggestions. The devil brings suggestions. And just, have you, have you ever, I heard Pastor Shane, Apostle Shane Wall say this. He said, when you have that conversation, okay, just like, for example, the devil may say, you know you ain't no good. And then you may say, yes, I am. Who are you talking to? You, you may not even acknowledge that it's the devil. You hear in your head, you know you're not no good. You ain't no good. You know God finished with you. No, he's not. Who are you talking to? You understand? You're not talking to yourself. So who are you answering? We're answering that that the enemy is saying to us, we have now are now having conversations in our minds with the devil. And, before, and once he gets our attention, he'll say, you know, God doesn't love you. And then you'll say something like, hmm. And then he'll say something like, if he loved you, then why he let this happen? And then you say, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. You understand? So we're having those conversations in our mind. And we're going on and on and on listening to what the devil said. I'll give you another example. God could have really blessed you. The Lord really moved in the service last week and meant, a lot of people were touched and testimonies were wonderful. Okay? So then, you know God did something in your life. You know he touched you. You know he's doing the work in you. Then you get home and then the devil say, hmm, you know God didn't do nothing for you because if he had done something for you, then why you still feel like this? And then you say, you know that's right. Who are you talking to? Who are we talking to? Why? And we've got to recognize that we're having conversations with the devil. We're having conversations with the enemy. And his primary objective, John 10 and 10 tells us, he only comes to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. So we're sitting here having conversations with the devil. And before we know it, here we are again, going around this same mountain again. Stop entertaining thoughts with the devil. Raise your level of expectation. We've got to learn to and start expecting things to change. Like I told you, I got up in the morning. I start speaking to myself. I had to start speaking to myself. Expect Expect a change in my life and expect the change in my surroundings. Expect the change. God, I've prayed and I believe this is your will for me. Expect a change in my life. If you're sick, expect him to heal you. If you need, if you have any need, expect that God is going to do what he says. He said, I will supply all of your need. Expect him to do what he said he's going to do. Expect him to lead us into green pastures. Expect him to give us peace. Expect him to restore our soul. Expect that when I pray, God is going to hear me when I pray. Not only will he hear me, but he's going to answer me. Change how we speak. We've got to change how we speak. We've got to declare what God says. 
How many of us, when the enemy speaks, well, when something negative happened, do we declare the word of God over our own lives? Our scripture declaration for this house is Isaiah 54 and 17. We haven't forgotten it for the day. But it's in my notes because this is something that we've got to start declaring over our own lives. It says what? We should know it. No weapon that's formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue. Oh, y'all saying it's so mealy mouth. Come on, we're going to start that again. Come on, let's say the word of the Lord together. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. We've got to proclaim the word of God over our own life. But if we don't know the word, we can't proclaim the word. If we don't study the word, if we don't meditate on the word, mm -hmm. we won't, we cannot proclaim the word. Yes. Yes. The word is precious. We've got to remember where James said, submit yourself to God, therefore, therefore to God, resist the devil. Mm -hmm. And what is he going to do? He's going to flee. But when he comes, do we? Submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, mm -hmm. knowing and expecting him to flee. Yes, yes. What we're doing, we're looking at the wilderness. We're looking at the circumstances of life and not with the intention or with the thought that God is in this thing with me. He's not, God is not trying to destroy us. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. That's the word of the Lord. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Timothy wrote, Paul wrote to Timothy rather, but he's given us a spirit of what? Power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear. So if I find myself fearful, if I find myself anxious, I know God is not giving me the spirit of fear. We've got to quote what the word is saying to, for, and about us. Saints, we got to take the word. We, I heard, I heard, I don't even know where I heard this. They said, I heard a long time ago, but if you work the word, the word will work for you. In other words, if we apply the word to our life, the word will work for us. We've got to work the word. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, remember last week. Pastor Ray used the scripture. She said, 10 and 4, it says, for the weapons of our warfare. Mm -hmm. What does the word say? The weapons of our warfare. Come on, let's say that together. For the weapons of our warfare are what? They're not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's the word. But we try to come up and deal with stuff that happens, that happens in our lives through our own flesh. Flesh can never defeat the enemy. 
Flesh can never defeat the enemy. But if we work the word, work the word, work the word, work the word. Paul said in Romans 8 and 37 and 30 through 39, he said, nay, in all things. And I want us that we can't forget this. This is that scripture she used last week. We are more than conquerors. That's in every situation. There's not one situation that's going on where we are not victorious. We cannot be victorious. For I am persuaded. Mm -hmm. How many of us are persuaded? Mm -hmm. Are we persuaded yeah. that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing can separate us from the Lord. God is shifting us. In our individual lives. And he's shifting us. As a church. It's time for us to go north. The promised land is before us. Where we've been circling all this time. Is back here. And what do I need to do? Sometimes all I need to do is say God help me. Because this is where I am. Where I am. I'm still circling, Lord. I'm caught here. But you know what? If we really honest, if we really be honest with ourselves, all along this route, we can still hear God talking. He hasn't forsaken us. He hasn't forsaken us. All along here, every now and then, you get yourself into something right here, and you still feel long as you can hear him he's still talking to you he hasn't forsaken you but we're still going around but what God is saying today we've gone around this mountain long enough it's time for us to change time for us to go into this promised land now time for us to do the things that we've been called to the things that we were born to do things we're born to do and he's constantly saying I love you I love you I love you not through with you it's not over the God says it's over care how old we are to us seasoned folks it's not over the God says it's over to those who are younger who still going around those of us who are going around the mountain I don't care what age we are it's not over to God says it's over it's not over to God says that it's over. And God wants us to know that he's in the shift with us. He's in this shift. He's in the shift with us. He's saying he's here and he's helped. All we have to do is just ask him for help. Let's stand on our feet. Ask him for help. Ask him for help. If we ask him for help, he'll help us. We ask him for help, he'll help us. He's the God to help. 
He's the God to help. I want us to lift our hands. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lift our hands. God is in the shift. God, help me. Help me from where I am. You've spoken things over my life and about my life. And God, I need your help. Come on, talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. I need your help. A winning Christian is a proactive Christian. What do I mean by that? We do things, but not, not after it happens. But some things we can prevent if we move on the front end. If we move on the front end. A winning Christian is a proactive Christian. God, help me to be more proactive. Help me to move. Help me to move in you. I don't want to be where I am. I don't want to go around this same mountain. No more. I want to move inside of what you have for me to do. I want you to move inside of what you have me to do. And I know I'm not the only one there. I know I'm not the only one there. I know there are hearts here who want more of God. God, I want to know you. There is a song that says, and it was in my heart, it was in my heart as I was coming to church this morning. Just this phrase, God, I want to know you and be known by you. I want him. I want him, Sedarius. That place that Moses talked about, that place that was over by God, take us there, Lord, where we'll God help us this morning. Come on, let's talk to God right where you are. God ain't mad at us. Okay, where we at? What happened? I don't care. God is not mad at us. I don't care how the preacher preach it. God is not mad at his people. We're going to make it to the promised land. We're going to make it. And we're going to make it together. And we're going to make it and we're going to carry some people with us. God is not mad at us. God help us this morning. Right where we are. Right where we are. Talk to him. Some of us need to repent. God help me. God help me. Hallelujah Jesus. Some of us need to repent. Some of us need to, God, I've been in this rut for a long time, but you see me. And you said if I ask you, you would come to see about me. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. This, this relationship we're in with God is eternal. It's eternal. This is forever. Forever. And his love for us is amazing. 
It's amazing. It's amazing. His love for us is amazing. What kind of love is this? That he would love me in spite of me. As many times as I've gone around in this rut. I've gone around this mountain so much until it's a rut there. It's a rut. Because I keep going in the same place. Keep going back doing the same thing. Till it seemed like God you threw with me. But he's not through with us. His love for us is amazing. Thank you for loving me. So God, here we are. Here we are. Those of you who are online, come on, talk to him. His love for us is amazing. Here we are, God. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. Help me right here. Help me right here. Lord, you know my weaknesses in my flesh. You know my you know just where I am. But God, help me. If you help me, I will be helped. I can't make it if you I'm gonna keep going around if you don't help me. But I'm yielding myself to you. Strengthen me. Stir me again. Build me up again. lift those hands and just begin to talk to the Lord from your heart. Hallelujah, Bishop. Hallelujah, Jesus. That's it. Talk to him from your heart. Come on now. That's it from your heart. From your heart. Talk to him. God, help us. I want to grow in you. I want to know you. I want to know you. I don't want to just be on the surface, on the on the on the border of the promised land. Bo ko de 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 be o shi ko de de di shalabando sa ma bando de shehamasa. But the things that you've called for me to do, Lord, it's not too late. Lord, if you give me just one more chance, just one more chance. I'll make you a good soldier. God, and I pray today that yokes will be destroyed, strongholds in lives, and our lives will be destroyed. That we'll be able to walk out of the rut, but we've gone around and around and around in circles. Oh, God, we need you this morning. Supernatural Father. We love you. We love you. We love you. He called the We bless your name today. We honor you and we praise you. You are a mighty God. You are a mighty God. You are a mighty God. And we bless you. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Supernatural God. Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. If you believe it, he'll do it. If you believe it, he's that close to you right now. But God, what about this? But God, you see, I, you see that. Come as you are. You don't have to clean yourself up in order for God to come to God. You come to him and he'll do the cleaning. He'll do the cleaning. A fish does not have to gut itself before it gets in the, in the pan. 
You catch the fish and God does the cleaning. You do you catch the fish and the fisherman does the cleaning. God is the one who will do the cleaning. God help me right here. This is what God talk to him. You don't have to have a long conversation and come up with all these fancy words. God help me right here. This is where I need help. This is where I keep getting off. But I need your help. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. As the word went forth on this morning, God is in this shift. There's some things that God is shifting in our lives. And I believe as if we expect those things they will happen for us I just heard the Lord said to touch and agree with those that are expecting a shift some of you are looking for medical shift I heard the Lord said there are medical shifts there are emotional shifts you know sometimes you can get caught in an emotional roller coaster God said there are emotional shifts that are taking place financial shifts some of you need financial shifts you need shifts in your finances God said he's making those shifts I even heard the Lord said there are relationship shifts some of you have relationships that are you know not where you want it to be and I'm not just talking about marital relationships. There could be sibling relationships. There could be relationships on your job. God said there is going to be relationship shifts. You that are in any of those categories, you that are expecting a shift, I want you to come up here right now. I want to lay hands on you. I want to lay hands on you. That's it. The word said God is in the shift. As the children of Israel were going around the mountain, God was in it. And it was when it was time for them to go into the promised land, God said, You've compassed this mountain long enough. You've, you've dealt with this long enough. You, you, you've dealt with these emotions long enough. You, you've dealt with these circumstances long enough. You've dealt with these struggles long enough. And let me show you something. Let me let me let me show you something. Because when it was time to go in the promised land, what did Caleb said? Caleb said, We were able. We were able. What you see in the promised land that seems to be difficult, Caleb said, they're meat for us. Is meat for us. You've been looking at what you're going through as oh, problems, 
God said, I'm going to make a shift in what you're going through, what you've been going through, it become going to become a catalyst to push you into that place in God. Right now, Father, we thank you for your word that have come forth on today. We thank you for reminding us that you are in the shift. That there come times in our lives, Lord, that you look upon us and it's time for them to move. It's time for things to change. And God, there's nothing that have ever had a hold of us that you did not have the power to be shakaha to reverse you're not depending on our power all you want us to do is expect right now father i rebuke everything that's that's not like you. every spirit of distraction. I pray for a reversal in the spirit world. Right now in the name of Jesus. Shift, shift, shift. Shift. Thank you for the shift. Oh God. Mm. Oh God. I pray for the release right now of your spirit in this life right now. That the shift will take place. Mm. A new place in me. God said, a new place in me. A new place. A new place. A new place. A new place. Right now, Father. Mm. Hey, God. God is doing it. He's going to do it. He's doing it. He's doing it. Those concerns, there could be some shifting, some situations in your life. There's going to be some shifts. Mm. Those concerns that you have in your spirit. God said, expect the shift. In the name of Jesus. Shift is coming. Your shift is happening right by side. And the Lord said he's accelerating, accelerating, accelerating the shifts. There have been some changes that you've been seeing, but God said he's accelerating. God, in the name of Jesus, it is so. Shift, Lord. Shift, shift, Eba. Shikaba, Rikora, Rabandiriosa. Lift your hands to him, Joyce. Lift your hands to him, Eshaka. 
Right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I heard the Lord say, expect a divine intervention. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare it so. We declare it. We declare it right now. In the name of Jesus, we declare the shift. Oh God. There's a breaking taking place. But God said, along with the breaking, there is a making. There's a breaking off, there's a breaking away. But God said, there's also a making. He's making you that woman. God let this shift take place, Lord. In the name of in the name of Jesus. Oh God, that that you've spoken years ago. That that you've impregnated years ago. We call it forth right now. In the name of Jesus. God, we stand on your word. And we declare, God, that that shift in her life, in her household, will take place. Let everything line up with your will, God. We thank you for it right now. Mm. Thank you for it. Mm. Thank you. Come on, somebody tell him thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I heard the Lord said he's leading you to some places that you don't even realize yet. You don't even realize yet, but God is leading you into some places about where your life is going to be so different. Mm. I see so many different things God said he's getting ready to do in you and do with you and do through you. Mm. God said, allow the changes to take place. Allow them. Even when you don't understand, God said, allow them. Just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I don't understand, but yes, Lord. I trust you. Yes, Lord. Mm. 
be declaring so right now. Lift your hands to him and tell him, Lord, I surrender right now. That's it. I surrender right now, Lord, to whatever you want to do in me, with me, and through me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody, tell him, thank you for the shift, Lord. Thank you for the shift, Thank you for the shift. Mm. Oh, in the name of Jesus, it is so. We thank you for it, God. We thank you for it. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the shifts. Mm. We declare it so right now, Lord. We declare it so right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody shout in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody shout in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Babasha, in the name of Jesus. A shift is coming in the name of Jesus. A change is coming in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It is so. We declare it so right now, Father. In the name of Jesus, someone shout in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. New strength, new strength, new strength, new strength. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it, God. We bless you for it. We declare it so right now, Lord. Those that are online, God, God, that expecting a shift, I declare it so. Financial shifts, medical shift, Lord. Circumstantial shifts, Lord. Marital shifts, relationship shifts. God, we thank you for the shifts right now. Mm. In the name of Jesus. Uh, come on, somebody shout. Thank you for the shift. Come on, thank you for the shift. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. You may return to your seat. You may return to your seat. Hallelujah, Jesus. There comes a time. And I want you to always remember this. There comes a time that God look in our lives and he declared it's time for a change he declares it's time for a change when God gets ready to move you gotta move after Pastor Carling preaches all the time and God starts moving don't go kicking and streaming. Just yield to it and follow him. Because I declare what God has in store for you is much more, is much better than you could ever sit down and write out for yourself.
trust God in the shift. Look at your neighbors to trust God in the shift. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.